the progress of science has bestowed many powerful technologies on humankind. Through genetic engineering, we now know how to modify plant species and create GMOs. We have new ways of procreation through in vitro fertilization and test tube babies. Through nuclear engineering, we can split plutonium atoms to produce nuclear energy. But when it comes to ethical and moral dilemmas, we are stumped. The reason is that science has no values. It can put nuclear energy at our disposal, but it cannot tell us what is the right or wrong use of it and where to draw the line. That is why the progress of science has been accompanied by a new plethora of problems such as global warming, climate change, rapid diminution of the mineral resources of the world, and destruction of the planet's ecology. So what we need here is to add another kind of knowledge. The Vedas inform us Dwe vidye veditavye parachaiva paracha. You need two branches of knowledge to make your life and work a success. One is material science and the other is spiritual science. Thus says the Mundakopanishad of the Atharvaved. So what is the need for spiritual science or spirituality? The decathlon of thoughts we discussed is great. It can make us master thinkers. But the big questions in life still remain unanswered. Who am I? Why have I come on this planet? What is my goal? what is right or wrong in life? And these questions find their answer through spiritual wisdom. As I go around the world, people ask me the difference between religion and spirituality. Religion refers to the external rituals the ceremonial processes, the cultural social traditions that are a part of the great religions of the world. Spirituality is their essence, which is inner purification and manifestation of the divinity of the soul. Thus, if you were to go on Char Dham Yatra, to the four holy places, that would be religion. But if you go within yourself and take your mind to God, that 
is spirituality. If you take a sacred dip in the holy Ganga, that is a religious practice. If you bathe your mind in divine thoughts, that is spirituality. If you adorn your body with kanti malas, sacred tilak marks, etc., that is religion. When we adorn our personality with divine virtues and qualities, that is spirituality. When we offer ghee, clarified butter in the sacrificial fire of the yagya, that is religion. When we offer this obnoxious ego, the pride at the feet of God, that is spirituality. Religion will make you look good in the eyes of society and please your grandmother. Spirituality will make you look good in the eyes of God. But that does not mean religious practices are worthless. Nowadays, it is a fashion amongst the youth to reject all religious customs on the pretext that they are spiritual. To the extent that they refuse even to go to temples and houses of worship. When being asked, they say, I don't believe in them. I practice spirituality at home. Well, the reality is that neither do they go to the temple nor do they engage in any spiritual practice in their homes. So how do you bring both religion and spirituality together? Let me read about it to you from my latest book, The Power of Thoughts. The truth is that without the help of any external rituals, the practice of spirituality is exceedingly difficult. Because the mind does not get the support it requires for nurturing divine thoughts. Hence, in the initial stages of the spiritual journey, the external rituals are immensely beneficial. This is why the scriptures and saints have created systems of traditions, customs and ceremonies. These are the religious practices that get passed down from generation to generation. At the same time, the scriptures also warn that we must not remain stuck in the rituals. Rather, we must strive to reach their goal, which is to purify the mind and think of God. Hence, the Srimad Bhagavat Mahapuran states, Dharmaha Swanashtita Pumsan Vishwak Sena Kathasuya Notpadayed Yadiratim Shama Evahikevalam. You may have followed all the rules of the ritualistic ceremony till the letter, but if it did not result in 
developing love for God in your heart. It was all an external drill. And Saint Kabir said, Pothi padhi padhi jag mua, Pandit hua nakoya, Dhai akshara prema ke, Padhe so pandit hoya. He said, reading the scriptures, the whole world passed away. None became a true pandit. And these two and a half syllables, prem or love, one who learnt them is the true knower of the scriptures. So by practicing the external form, we must keep our focus on nurturing spirituality within. That brings us to the important point. What is spirituality or spiritual thinking? I like to explain it like this. It has four dimensions to it. The first is self-awareness skills. The second is universal awareness skills. The third is self-mastery skills. And the fourth is professional mastery skills. So self-awareness skills is the ability to recognize within us the lower self and the higher self and the soul distinct from both. Further, it includes awareness of the values we hold in our life and even further awareness of our life goals. So this is a part of self-awareness skills, the first dimension of spirituality. And the next dimension is universal awareness skills. Realization of the divinity of others like ours. Atma vat sarva bhuteshu yah pasyati sapanditaha The scriptures state, one who can see others as one sees the self is truly learned. Further is the awareness of the interconnectedness of all things. The recent pandemic has made everyone painfully aware of how connected the whole world is. Because one virus that began in one of the countries of the world soon spread rapidly to engulf the whole planet. And then is awareness of the universal laws that govern life, such as the law of karma. Karma pradhana vishva kari rakha jojasa karai sotas paluchakha. As you sow, that shall you also reap. So these all together form the part of universal awareness skills. And then the third aspect of spiritual thinking is self-mastery skills. The ability to keep our higher self in charge and the lower self subdued. 
the ability to live our life in accordance with our highest values, the ability to constantly pursue spiritual growth and elevation. These are self-mastery skills. And the fourth dimension of spiritual thinking is professional mastery skills. This includes the ability to utilize our profession and career in a way that makes a difference to this world. It is also the ability to help others in our relationships with them. And it includes leading others for their benefit. Some people like to look on life as an ice cream. Now the aim in the case of the ice cream is to eat it before it melts. Others look on life as a candle where the goal is to give out as much light as you can before it melts. Likewise, those who have understood the higher purpose of life utilize their professional skills in the service of others. The legendary Muhammad Ali said, Service unto others is the rent we pay for our boarding on this planet Earth. So this is spiritual thinking which now goes beyond the decathlon of thoughts. In the next episode, we will go even further to divine thinking and then we will discuss how through thoughts the great sages, they are able to uplift the entire planet. So stay tuned for the last two episodes of this 21 days series on the power of thoughts.